Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. My name is Palm. Follow me on Twitter at dpalm66. Follow the show on Twitter at udpod. Follow the entire MTR network at the MTR network. You find us. Don't lose us. Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe everywhere. You get your podcasts for absolutely free. The triumphant return of podcast week. Every year we do one week of podcasts. That's a podcast every day for five days coming out on a variety of topics this is your official kick off the podcast week your official return of ud pod and how else could i do it than with one of my best friends in the world the homie mike mike how are you i'm good i think this might be my first time on podcast week so uh thank you for that i had to do some shuffling i did some shuffling this year you know certain topics didn't grab me as much as they wanted to like normally i do an sec breakdown and a, a, a wider college football breakdown but honestly with the movement around college football is there another conference that actually matters <laughs> uh, i no. don't think i'll be watching them so i'm going to sec only this year we're going to shovel some things around and have susan on one of these talking a little star wars it's going to be a mixed match this year i'm excited the way we're doing it i'm excited to join podcast week and i'm excited to talk to you about the nba because every year mike and i do our over unders every year we come back and i win and now we're here to talk about the newest addition to the nba calendar for people i guess it's free agency i love what's happened here I hate what's happened here because I hate the fact that we had so many games in such a short, short amount of time. I love that we dumped the finals directly into free agency to the point where we're stepping on football. Like the NBA has, it's not been good for the product because we've seen all the injuries and whatnot, but it's been good for people's attention span because I've seen more free agency conversation than I ever thought possible. And then the Hall of Fame game snuck up. I mean, I was like, Wait, there's football? It was like last Thursday. I was surprised. It's insane. It's just nonstop. I mean, I thought I had a second to breathe, and now we got some summer league games and all that to watch. Uh, are, are, yeah. you, are you in the summer league? Are you there? Uh, Not yet. You know, the Olympics were a lot of sports to consume for the last however mm, long. So. That's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> I was very light on Olympics this year. Did of course did Olympic wrestling. Shout out to Gable Stevenson, possibly the greatest athlete this nation's ever produced. I'm not exaggerating. Um, also, one of the most intense like gold medal wins <laughs> I've ever seen. And like I literally was on vacation, turned the TV on, found, happened to see the match. I was like, oh, it was amazing. It was the best. It's it's fantastic. Um, so the way we're going to do this, we're going to talk about free agency and by going Eastern Conference, Western Conference, people who are in a note spot, they weren't very good, they didn't get any better, people in the hope spot who think they've made a move forward, and then we're going to break down the 10, that's right, 10 playoff teams to that playoff game, play in game, excuse me, is here to stay forever, too much money to be made, too many stars to be showcased. But before we do that, Mike, the Hawks! <laughs> oh, yeah. And you know me. I am not, I am the last one to believe in a thing. That's but why it was so sweet this year. <laughs> I, I think what people what people need to understand is that yes, there have been some notable Hawk teams. There's the one that had four all stars and won 60 games and was a one seed in the East and got swept in the Eastern Conference Finals. There have been some flashy moments in 
the late 90s with Mookie Blaylock and those teams, and, and then even going in as far as the Steve Smith era. We haven't had a singular star in this city on a basketball court since Neek left. And watching Trey Young not just emerge as a star, but as someone who would thrive under a spotlight, just talking, saying it out loud to someone else who has suffered with this team. It was uh, the most enjoyable postseason I've had in a while. That's for as a Hawks fan. That's my most enjoyable postseason of all time. I, yeah. I feel very strong about that. I agree. I mean, I enjoyed the whole villain. The embrace that Trey had from the beginning of the playoffs. It's fantastic. Uh, you did the team just made made me want to believe. No matter what, you know, on paper it looked like, even against the Bucks, they just uh kept it going. It was amazing. It's it's utterly fantastic to me. I think that um the future is bright. I think the core around them is good. I think the, the core is only going to get better. And when you look at, at someone like uh, uh, Reddish, who just got healthy at the last possible second, right when Trey went down, you bring this squad back and you say, oh, you know, Trey, we're going to we're gonna talk about this when we go through the free agency talk. But it's just, for me, is so promising that they're willing to invest in this team. And they're willing to say, let's see what we can do. Because as we've seen around this league, that window that you think is going to be open for five or six years, it's not five or six years. The Warriors, we'll talk about them later, they're trying to just kind of run it back with a core of Draymond, Steph, Steph Curry, and Clay, and coming off the torn, uh, was it Achilles this time, from Clay? ATL, excuse me. But, like, this is wild to me because you don't keep a window. Their first window was 15, right? Yep. Windows don't stay open seven years. The day they re-signed Draymond, they said, we're, we're, we think we can do it. We're, we're, where was the, the, we have a, a noted strategic advantage over the other teams. Well, we're going to see. Um, and I do want to say this, and I mean this from the bottom of my soul. Fuck the Knicks. Um, <laughs> fuck the fans. <laughs> fuck the Garden. Fuck Clyde. Fuck that, that team that you got. Yo, the fact that Tom Thibodeau got the Coach of the Year award shows you just how well and deeply beloved mediocrity is in New York. All they wanted was competence, and they got competence. They got competence, they got them a four seed, and they got them an ass kicking in the first round by the Atlanta Hawks. So let's start in the East. Let's talk about teams that did not get better. I'm looking at you, Detroit. I'm looking at you, Orlando. I'm looking at you, Cleveland. I might be looking at you, Toronto. None of these teams, I think, made the moves that they made the moves that they're they're you sell your team on the um on the Philly plan. We're collecting we're collecting uh, assets and we're gonna build. They re-signed Jared Allen. That's it. That's what the Cavs did. They won 20 games last year. I mean, it's did we really expect much 22, out of that? 22 games, excuse me, 22 games. Um, and then, look, someone needs to explain to me what happened in Toronto. Because 
at midseason, there was a trade. There was a trade offered. They had access to Kyle Lowry, to get Kyle Lowry out of there, and they held on to it. And now he's on a signing trade to Miami. Why wasn't this? I, I don't get it. Because you could add some value there. Because am I crazy for asking that question? No, you're not. Um, I'm not really sure what they're doing. I guess after you know the drop off after Kawhi left. Uh, well, also like Siakam took a step back this past year. Like it's it's been a rough year for them. Wasn't his name uh, talked about in free agency as well? It was. It was. And I I don't know. I don't know what's going on in Toronto. I hope they can play in their own country next year. They played out of uh, Tampa Bay famously all year this year, so. You know, I hope things go better for them. And let's talk about the home spot because I think there's really one team in the East that improves their status from outside the playoff to we're taking one of these spots, and that's the Chicago Bulls who are following. And I want to make this very clear. I don't think the Bulls are going to be great. I think they're following that Nick solution of if we're competent, they'll love us. <laughs> baby steps, baby steps. They, do they haven't been competent? I don't know if you, I think it was like 2012 when you were I on you and I were on the phone talking about Derrick Rose. Yeah, was that his uh, MVP season? It was his MVP season, but it was also the season where they pushed the. Uh, I want to say they he went on LeBron and it was like it was, a, it was a good little run and injuries just took him out and obviously you know he's not a Derrick Rose. It's wild that we don't talk about that rib case. <laughs> It is. Yeah. I mean, every time he's lauded for whatever comeback or how we should root for him to get a championship or whatever, that's all I can think I'm about. Like, it's all, I'm like, mm. Anyway, the Chicago Bulls are trying to be back. They brought in Alex Caruso and a blow to Lakers fans' hearts everywhere. I, also, <laughs> I'm sad, man. <laughs> Caruso and LeBron. ESPN posted, you know, all the Caruso highlights after a trade happened. It's all right. He got paid. That's good for him. He got his money. They always celebrate the men getting their money. Um, They re-signed Javante Green. They signed Tony Bradley. But most importantly, they traded Al Farouk Aminu to San Antonio for DeMar DeRozan, Thaddeus Young, and a draft consideration. First of all, I thought DeMar DeRozan was worth more than that. Second of all, is DeMar DeRozan worth all that? Like, okay, so DeMar DeRozan's a very good basketball player. He attacks the rim, and he gets to mid-range. And that's where his utility stops. Well, he's you look, all uh, mid-range, right? He's all He refuses to take a three. They brought in Lonzo Ball. Which is good. I think Lonzo's pretty good. But that, for me, that's – okay, so if we're looking at just the way the ball, the ball is going to move on this team, with Lonzo's on the floor and uh, DeMar's on the floor and Zach Levine's on the floor, wait a second. There's no spacing. Yeah, I mean, I think I think they'll make it work. Ball, ball's gotten better as three-point threat. I'll give you that. He improved the last two years in New Orleans. I think they'll be competent. I think they'll be competent. I think they they might push for a playoff spot. I don't think that's out of the out of the 
out of the offering, but I think they'll be exciting to watch. They will be fun. Fun will be had by all. I can't agree more on that. Um, looking at teams who might be losing that spot. Hey, hey, Charlotte Hornets. Whoa. Okay. Look, I enjoy watching uh, the younger ball brother play. He's amazing. He's amazing. <laughs> yeah. He's fun to watch. Uh, and they had, I mean, who'd they get rid of? Or who'd they lose? Uh, they brought in uh, Kelly Oubre. Yeah. He's a okay. signing. I mean, that's, that's an addition. Fine. Fine. Presumably, presumably you're going to have healthier Gordon Hayward. Right. I don't hate this team. I'm, I, my thing with this team is I think that they're further away than the teams above them are getting. The teams above them all see a crack in the opening because the Nets didn't win this year. Are you saying further away from a championship or a playoff run? I'm saying you can't get to the second without the, to the first without the second. So I'm saying playoff run probably. Because they were the 10 spot last year. And ahead of them, realistically, I could see the Bulls moving up above them. The Pacers, the Pacers we'll talk about next. I don't the Pacers might fall. The Pacers might fall. Yeah, I don't know that they did anything in free agency to improve their position. I like Sabonis, but I love and I think I think I'm leaning on Sabonis. Like I'm looking at this roster. It's not it's not a super roster. Mm. I mean, isn't it like Sabonis and two holidays? I don't know. <laughs> it's, there are there's, there's, I think there's only one holiday. Just uh just Justin holidays on there. I don't know. I don't know. I, and that's what I think is interesting about the East is that the teams that all had chances this past year, I feel like you either committed or you didn't. Like the the Wizards are flailing. <laughs> well, you know, not surprising. The Rust deal, they got a lot of they got a good stuff for the Rust deal. Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, KCP. Spencer Dinwiddie from Brooklyn. Yeah, but those are all like <clears throat> great supporting pieces. That's, that's what I was about to say. It's like, or but Beal is still, like, for some reason, Bradley Beal still on this team. I can't believe he's still playing for them. He's got to be exhausted. <laughs> well, because he was hurt so much last year, and they this is a team that was just ravaged by COVID last year, and they still made the playoffs. Like, hmm. They're going to be a better – I don't want to say it. It's hard to say it out loud. I think this roster is better than it was last year. Because, at, like, at one point last year, because Bradley deals out so much and there's so many uh, COVID outbreaks, it was basically Russell Westbrook running at a wall and winning. I mean, I do like Montrez Harrell, and I do think Kuzma can be good. That Harold year with the Lakers is weird. Yeah, especially how they utilized him in the playoffs. But uh, I don't know. I think Kuzma's going to have to kind of shift his – like, you know, he was uh, kind of fitting into his role with the Lakers and kind of taking more of a backseat. I think he's going to have to step up some with the Wizards mm. and be, a, you know, maybe a good second option or something like that. 
Yeah. It's always interesting to see these guys who obviously had to supplement their games to play with LeBron James. It's kind of uh, go to new surroundings and figure out what's what. Because, like, a guy like Kuz is he's obviously posting things like, I'm going to be out. I just, you know, I gave up a lot of my game. People are roasting him for it. But you have to give up part of your game when you're playing with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Ass hack. Everyone would give up part of their game playing with <laughs> I'm not saying he's maybe maybe he sounds more bitter than I think he should, but that's I'm not here to judge anyone out in the tone. I'm just saying what he said. <laughs> Let's go to the story of free agency, the Boston Celtics. They got Brad Stevens outlasted Danny Ainge. He stole his front office spot. <laughs> and the sad tale of one Mr. Dennis Schroeder. I just... So for those who don't know, Dennis Schroeder was the point guard for the Lakers last year. At one point in the middle of the year last year, he was offered... He was making $18 million, or excuse me, $16 last, $16 million last year. He was offered a deal for four years for $84 million, over $20 million a year. He thought he could get more and turn down the contract. He was then stricken with COVID, came back, put up a famous... 0 for 9 performance playoff game, it was not as bad. He could not get picked up by any other teams. He wound up on the Boston Celtics playing on a one-year, $5 million show-and-prove deal in a situation where he had all the leverage because they don't have a fucking point guard. (laughs) Right? Did I capture everything that happened? Fumbling the bag. Just, oh, it pains me. Okay, so let's play this. Let's play this game. I have been a sports agent. Whose fault is this? Well, I mean, we there's no way for us to know. If here's my opinion. If I'm your agent and you say I want to bet on myself, I'd say I'm right with you, champ. We're getting this shot. We're gonna get this vaccine today. I don't want the vaccine. Cool. Then take, then sign the contract. That's where I would have been. Mike, there's so, there's so many variables on deciding to bet on yourself. Why add the one of pandemic? I mean, that's just like a whole other bag of worms. All I'll say is <laughs> if you take your job seriously, and you're all about sacrificing everything to win a championship or whatever. Why does why is the shot not included in that? The best ability is availability, and if you don't have the shot, you're not available. So not only are you not available, you might make other people unavailable. And I'm not saying we weep for dinner sugar reasons. I'm not going to be eating beans out of a can. But no, he'll be fine. He's already made. When you miss out on a $20 million a year bag, my friends, to go and to you Boston. Walk into, to, to go to Boston. To go to Boston for five, for a quarter of the price and none of the security. And less winning. Objectively. I. They, it is, Danny Ainge may have fucked up this roster beyond, like the fact that Al Horford's back. That's, yeah. It's not a I, great sign. I don't even know how I feel about that. Or how I would back. 
They're just recycling big guys that they got rid of in the last three years. In the like, there's no shit gone from Boston to Portland to Boston to Portland. That's happened. It's wild. Yeah. And they should be better. Than, like I think they should be a good basketball team. They have talented basketball players. I just know these pieces fit. And every year is like, oh, they're a young team. Oh, they're a young team. At a certain point, they're just this is just the team you got. I mean, they're squarely in my. They're gonna have to prove me wrong in the playoffs. Like they're squarely. You've been, writing, you've been writing that Eastern Conference Finals appearance since it happened. Yeah, and. <laughs> I yeah. don't believe you. You need more people. Next team on the list. Which one of y'all talk shit to Pat Riley? <laughs> uh, just poking the bear. Why would you? Which do- one of y'all? Who talks shit? I raise your hand. For those who've been paying attention, since Pat Riley took over the Heat, there have been very few lean years. And when they've been lean, there's been immediate course correction. Two seasons ago, this team was in the NBA Finals. Let's say what you will about the bubble, da 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 da. And Tyler Hero is a barrage, and you should have traded him for James Harden, which may not have been a real trade, but it's more fun to say it this way. Two years ago, this is an NBA Finals team. This year, they got worked by injury, COVID, and they got. It was scored from the playoffs by the eventual champs. Yep. And Pat Riley went and got Kyle Lowry. He re-signed Jimmy Butler, and he brought in NBA champion P.J. Tucker. And because he's Pat Riley, he brought back Udonis Haslam because heat culture, hashtag culture. <laughs> if they're good, will you buy any heat culture again? <laughs> oh! <laughs> The uh, the curse of the heat net for them like no shit the the prison they built is the fact that LeBron didn't happen. They can never accept anything less than this. Like these Heat fans are gonna go insane. But I like this team. I like this team. Heat culture or the process? I don't believe you know. I don't believe the process. <laughs> I no. I'm this not a process. Uh, uh, Welcoming podcast, but yo, like this is this is this is a squad. Bam, Jimmy, start Kyle Lowry out there. Oladipo, who's going to be healthy now, so now yeah. you can move Duncan Robinson back to the bench. Power, <laughs> maybe Pete. Well, I don't know, that's where he belongs. <laughs> PJ Tucker at the four. That's a five. That's a five man. That's a good little team with uh, Duncan and Hero off the bench. Markeith Morris off the bench. I mean, they are surprisingly deep. Like, I'm looking at this roster. I'm looking at and remembering the results and knowing that we're – let's assume – from everything we're talking about, we're assuming hell. I – the Oladipo of it all really – because I think they got, what, nine games after him last year before he shut it down? Yeah. That's – yeah, this is good. This could be very good for them. I think people have forgotten how good he was. Who? Oladipo. Oh, yeah. Like, good Oladipo is really, really good at this. Um, I just, they've got to be a top three team in the East now. 
I think you've got Milwaukee and Brooklyn above them, obviously. And I think it's them. I hate to say it as a Hawks fan. And we'll do overrunners if you closer to the season and gambling starts. Now that you can gamble legally, like what the uh. in my day, you had to meet a guy who knew a guy. Anyway. He might be the third best team in the East. Yeah, I think you're right. I'd say you, right. you might be fourth. How about them Hawks? How about them Hawks? Look. 41 and 31, absolute fireballs down the stretch, seize the fifth seed, beat the Knicks, beat the Sixers, push the champs. Through an alley-oop off the glass in the Eastern Conference Finals, which will not be forgotten by anyone because I refuse to allow you. And then this offseason, you know what they did? You know what they did, Mike? I said, let's run it back. They said, let's run it back. They re-signed Trey Young. They re-signed Lou Williams. They re-signed John Collins. We part ways with Chris Dunn and Bruno Fernando. I'm okay with both those moves. Deion Wright's going to be a good... Uh, extra piece off the bench in the front court, or excuse me, the back court. And I look at this roster, I look at this roster, I look at this healthy roster. I look at what Bogdan showed he could be down the stretch. I look at Clint Capella creating the glass. I look at John Collins, now with some security. These guys have been re-signed. I don't know who the starting two, uh, the three is going to be. It could be Herter. I like him off the bench. DeAndre Hunter, when I tell you that DeAndre Hunter's absence altered our playoff run in such a way that I really think if, if you have DeAndre Hunter and you don't have Trey Young destroy his ankle like that, I'll just leave it open-ended. I'm very bullish on DeAndre Hunter just as a defender. Um, Cam Reddish off the bench, Luke Williams off the bench, and then obviously the newest the, – and this is funny because everyone said that when they cracked down on the hunting for fouls thing that it's going to affect Trey – Yo, y'all just happened to foul this little motherfucker. Like, James Harden will throw his body into you. Y'all just hit this little dude. Do, do people not think every single guard in the league doesn't do this? <laughs> They'll be fine. They'll be – yo, that that floater? Oh, yeah. What, what was killing me is that people had to have – like, in the playoffs, so the thing about the playoffs, the thing about the playoffs is all you're doing is setting other teams' foot. By game two, you know their sets, you know their plays, you know what they're calling out there. You know the floater's coming. And it's so annoying because, like, you think you're going to block it, and then it just goes over you, and you turn around, and it's gone. <laughs> Mike, Mike, he didn't just do it to some geeks. He did it to the three best defensive teams in the East. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh. it was pretty deadly. I'm so giddy because, again, we have not had someone to really cheer for in the city since Neek left. And they they didn't do anything stupid. Like, that's, for me, the bar this offseason was don't be dumb. The window's the window. If you have a shot at someone big, take a shot. But, like, don't be dumb. We've got something really good here. I love what Nate McMillan's done with the squad. I love what he did with Trey. The stories everyone was reading in the playoffs where he sat Trey down and showed him some game film and said, here, look at you pull up from the logo. It went in. Now pause the film. Look at your teammates' faces. Trey Young saying to his dad, Dad, I've never had guys, I've never had more fun playing with other guys because they're not resentful of him having to take over the game because he doesn't have to. Like, 
it's watching the maturation of this team and that young man. He's 22, so I'm 30 years older than him. So I would be within my rights to call him a kid. I didn't, but I could have. Watching him do this, it's just I couldn't be happier to watch it unfold. And I can't but help but think that Luka Doncic has never been out of the first round. Well. Look, for my own Atlanta sports fan uh, sanity, I'm going to have the lowest of expectations this season. And oh, we'll, you know, be pleasantly surprised if, you know, playoffs and villainy and, you know, multiple rounds and all that happens. But, yeah, you know, last season was amazing. Really like this team. On paper, look like they're better. Let's go. Stay healthy, please. Everyone just stay healthy. That's all we need. Um, the Knicks didn't change much. They got a point guard. I'll give them this. They got a point guard. I've been trying to hate on this move since it happened. I can't. Kimball Walker is going to be a great fit for them. For a coach who doesn't like to call offensive plays, Kim Walker is a godsend. However, he brought back the rest of these no-scoring motherfuckers. <laughs> But how are uh, how are Kimball and uh, Kimba and Randall gonna? I don't know. I mean, Randall's a four. Like, Randall's a uh, wing, a big wing. Yeah, but he's like pretty ball dominant for his scoring. This should be. This should alleviate him of those issues. All right, we'll see. Can he, can, you're asking, can he score off ball? And the answer is we don't know yet. And it's a great point. Um, I'm interested to see what the fuck they're going to run on offense. I, <laughs> I, because the one four pick and roll with Kemba and Julius sounds good on paper, like I say, but like, like you said, can he do that? Is that the skill set? How does this comport with the development of the young kids? Like, I, how's it, how's R, how does RJ Barrett fit? And then there's the LL Knicks factor, you know, you just never know what you're going to get. And, you know, the one thing we are going to get is a whole bunch of minutes because Tom Thibodeau will run your ass in the field. <laughs> um, and that's the thing about them is like, the, yeah, the Knicks had a very good run last year. And they're like, oh, they're the four seed. The thing about a Tom Thibodeau team is there's no next level, guys. That's it. There's no, oh, we're turning on the playoff speed. Tom Thibodeau's like, what the fuck is that? It's where I live. It's where I eat. Um, the Brooklyn Nets. And, like, if you're grading last season, you got to give them an incomplete because they got hurt. Everybody got hurt. No, can, I don't give them an incomplete. What did you say earlier about availability? That's the best ability. You got a good point there, my friend. You got a great so, point there. So, you know, I don't, I'm not here for any of these claims of, you know, woulda, coulda, whatever. They did. But this upcoming season, I very much look forward to, I mean, especially, I don't know, KD needs to take a few months off because the Olympics. Yo, he, he was playing his ass off. He, he really was. Like, I mean, applaud to him, but, like, I feel for him. I feel tired watching how hard he played and how much he had to carry that team to that goal. Uh, it is fantastic. Um. We're talking about other teams in the weakest of the West. 
this might be my pick to the winners of off the offseason. Blake, they, they resigned Blake. It's working there. They retained Bruce Brown. Dog, which one of y'all let Patty Mills slip to the Nets? Yeah. Like, I really don't like that. For, like, that's a problem for the league. And I feel like Patty just kind of flies under the radar because, you know, he's with San Antonio for so long. And, uh, See, I would say that, except I just watched him. T- he turns into the god of Australia every four years. Well, he's he's good. He's a good addition, and that just you know, what what were the criticisms of the Nets last year? You know, without the you know, when the big three are off the floor, they're kind of deep that, now. Yeah, they they've addressed that issue. They brought back uh, they got KD on extension. I am the East might be closed for a minute, but not because of the next team we're talking about. The Philadelphia 76ers, them big old frauds up in Philly. Um, they've still got Ben Simmons on the roster. How? How? We're recording this on August 13th, Friday the 13th. Ben Simmons still a sixer. Look, honestly, I can't think of a more disappointing, like, Dog. Collapse in a in a in a playoffs, then Simmons just like confidence just completely going away as the rounds went. The the moment he was scared off of a layup by Trey Young in the layup, dog. I yelled. (laughs) What's wrong? I said. He said they scored. I go. That's not why I made that noise. You weren't looking. You only saw the dunk that the the missed shot that ensued. You didn't see how we got there. Oh my goodness! Imagine, like that. Mm. I mean, it's just the drastic, you know. You compare the mentalities between uh, him and Giannis at the free throw line. Giannis is like, "I'll oh. miss, but I'm gonna take him." He he didn't want to. Okay, take so him. I need you. I need you to explain something to me. How is Ben Simmons not Tony Allen? Uh. I mean, I might have to pull up basketball reference, but I feel like... Tony Allen took threes. That's actually the answer. Well, no. I think he won more. Oh, he definitely <laughs> won more. Championship, six-time all-defense. And... I'm saying, like, it, like, we've been acting like Ben Simmons, and I've been told and sold this bill of goods by these <laughs> disciples that Ben Simmons was the second coming of I'm not even sure what. Oh, he just doesn't have a jumper. I'm like, well, that seems like an important thing now. Just. <laughs> just. That's like, like, hey, he's a great wrestling player. He can't hit for shit. What? He can't hit, but that's a big part of this game. Because if I no, like, do you remember when the Warriors broke basketball? Yeah, it was amazing. The 14 run, they're playing the Grizzlies. They're down 3-1, 3-2, excuse me. And they just stopped defending Tony Allen on offense. And they just left him on sit in the corner. Yeah, and, it was, and that was the moment when basketball was like, oh, everyone's got to be able to shoot. Got it. And Ben Simmons was like, not me. Is he a time traveler? Like, the <laughs> fact that it's not that he doesn't make him, it's that he doesn't, the not taking them is what, like, gets me to my soul. Yeah, not even trying. I don't understand. I don't get it. And let's now talk about the team that did it 
in the East. They won it all. Fear the deer. Bucks in six. Shout to Brandon Jennings. The Milwaukee Bucks. And you know what they did? It doesn't matter what they did. They're the champs. They're the best in the world. They re-signed Thanasis. Congratulations. What they really <laughs> did was feature Giannis in the best way you can feature him. The, um, they built a team around him in very short order, addressed the needs that they identified, and the champs, True Holiday, champ, Brooke Lopez, champ, Chris Milton, champ, Jeff T, Jeff fucking T, champ. Brought back Bobby Portis, who, isn't that a dude who, yep, he almost killed that dude in Chicago that one time with a fist. Um, Google it, it's terrifying. Um, but yeah, I I don't care. Like honestly, with them and the way they did it and the adjustments that were made either due to health or because Coach Bud decided to make adjustments, which probably helped. Um, yeah. Oh, I didn't know they acquired Grayson Allen from Memphis. <laughs> A key, a key move. Sorry, I, that noise was information hit me in real time. <laughs> well, good for Grayson, I suppose. <laughs> uh, let's go to the West. Oh, you got some time. Let's take it to the West. Houston Rockets were very bad last year. They may be very good this next year because Jalen Green is a very good basketball player. I didn't know how good Jalen Green was, and I watched some of that there summer. Mm, they might be all right. I'm, I'm not prepared to put them back in good. You know what they're going to be? Fun as hell. Wait, Kenyon Martin's kid is on the Rockets? Let's not look too deeply into this. You're going to feel real bad, so just just move on. <laughs> okay. I, uh, yeah, you don't want to do that about yourself. Um, but I think this is... The, and, and the reason, like, it's important for me that I want to feature and talk about Jalen Green at least for a second, he didn't play college basketball. He did nope. the G League thing last year. He spent nope. last year playing against men who were trying to put food on the table, who were trying to make the league. So, yes, I did expect him to dominate these guys who were playing for fun and someone else's money last year. So, Summer League's not a shock to me. But it's going to be real interesting to see how these skills translate. You know, he led the G League in scoring last year. Yeah. You know what you don't see, and I'm be, this is the one. If you want to make a criticism, I don't think I've ever seen him pass. <laughs> it's fine. He's 19. We'll figure it out. I just wanted to say that I don't think he's ever seen him pass. Uh, other players who went way deeper into their careers with that. So <laughs> let, let's let's yeah, give. You don't have to say Kobe. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm in on Houston Rockets. Uh, they made some more moves, but, like, that's the one for me. I think that that's one of the situations where we've got a rookie that can actually change an entire perception of a city. And the fact that the Houston Rockets are able to get out of everything with James Harden that quickly and that kind of seamlessly, good for them. Thunder. I love the Thunder. SGA, I'm a big fan of. but. Uh, this is going to be one of them, their uh, lean years. Yeah, don't they have like 20 picks, you know, yeah. coming in the next yeah. year? They'll be, be, they'll be fine. I just, this next year, Oklahoma City Thunder fans, y'all may want to get into SEC football, get ready for this year or something. I don't know. 
Uh, that still sounds weird, but you're right. It's going to be weird, man. Um, Timberwolves, Anthony Edwards might be my new favorite player in the world just because if you're from Atlanta, you'll know where he's from. He's from Thero High School. The second he opens his fucking mouth, all that Thero High School comes washing over you. So. Yep, lots of flashbacks of high school basketball. <laughs> That's, uh, yep, uh, yeah, they're all thrashers. Uh, little football team, too, man. They, whew, he is very thorough, and I'm happy that the world's being exposed to him. Carl Anthony Towns, Angelo Russell, they got to be better, right? I don't I know mean, if this coach, Finch, I just, the whole, mm, I don't know. The thing about it, just like the East, like even teams that are kind of middling and kind of treading water, you need to get better in a hurry because the, the gap's about to, to, to grow. I look at uh, the Kings, who almost the deal that went out for Russ, the Lakers, was the Buddy was the Buddy Heel deal. And now Buddy knows he's trying to trade him. Tristan Thompson's there somehow. Like, no, I don't like it. I don't. I don't. Mm. <laughs> I don't. And the thing is, like, you know, the reason, you know, one of the reasons I don't like it, this is the same offseason they're announcing that they're bringing in Doug Christie as assistant coach. And you tell me where the loved ex player sits the bench, sits on, we just trying to get the people in the building. Uh, that is news to me, and I agree with you. Is Doug Christie's wife coming with him? If you're too young to understand that joke, ask an uncle, because it's very funny to me. Um, also, we know the answer to that. <laughs> Norris Pelicans, they got rid of Stan Van, so I was kind of, I don't really like that about that. A <clears throat> um, lot of noise out of the Zion camp earlier in the offseason kind of died down, but rumblings of him not being happy. Losing Lonzo probably didn't help. Yeah. Because, yeah. I'm, they, big on they, I'm big on Brandon Ingram. Um, I think Lonzo Ball, I don't actually see the transaction here. I know they got uh, Valanciunas from Memphis. I just, I don't know what they're doing. And I think this is now, isn't this Zion's third coach in three years? Yeah. They're pretty slim at the point guard position. Brandon Ingram, save us. Like, Josh yeah. Hart, save us. Those last-generation Lakers. Remember y'all were Lakers? Oh. <laughs> it's mean, but it's true. Uh, San Antonio, I... Thank you for the gold medal, Bob. Yeah, all you doubters oh, talking shit about pop after those preliminary oh. games that don't matter. Are you done? Yes. Can you name three Spurs right now without looking? Well, yes. Uh, let's see. Uh, Murray, is he still there? DeWante Murray is still there. Good guess. That sounded like a guess. White? That's just a – give me more than white. Derek? All right, there you go. Uh, I guess the answer is no. <laughs> and that's, that's amazing. I really enjoyed that. Um, I don't know what's going to happen here, man. It feels like when Patty Mills left, I was like, okay, we're done. We're done here. When they didn't 
fight Nikki Patty. Like that hurt me. Patty Mills feels like the last tie to what we had before. Oh, for sure. Oh. And I hope Pop's doing what he wants. If he wants to coach him, he coach him. He wants to stop, let him stop. Oh yeah. Um, Golden State Warriors, Steph, Draymond, Clay Thompson. They ran it back with Andre Iguodala's 37-year-old ass. Resigned. They're getting the band back together. One more job, except, uh-oh, <laughs> this ain't a movie. Look, look. <laughs> I know, I know you're very uh, not a fan. I am but... not a fan. Hold on, I am a fan. I'm cheering for them. I would love for them to be great. I got these eyes though. Anything is possible when Steph and Clay shoot like Steph and Clay sh- can shoot. I mean, did you, you not think of what did Steph did last season? I watched them last season when Draymond's pushing these young men into position because they don't know how to run that offense. Did your and eyes see what Steph was doing last season? Yes, he backed into almost a playoff spot. Single-handedly? Not, not, you can't tell. If it's single-handedly, you tell me Draymond don't count. Which tells me it's a faulty core. I'm saying Draymond could have done more. <laughs> I'm not going to fight you on that. Andrew Wiggins, James Weissman, those are the kind of the X factors for me. I think Wiggins fits them what they do more than Weissman. But honestly, they they had mobile bigs in Bogut that very first title run. I my question honestly is the core. Does this core hold up? Because what did we say about availability? Clay Thompson, not his fault. He hasn't played like, basketball in like two years. In like twenty, like not like twenty-four months, like legitimate, real deal, two years, not two seasons. It's yeah. we don't know what we're gonna get, and I think it's asking a lot to assume that this squad's gonna be what we all remember from the Warriors. So I would brace your expectations there. And uh, yeah, if you think that one of these teams is getting better, you gotta see he's gonna fall out of the playoff run. I like the Grizzle. I like them. I really love a, uh, you know, a playoff run that really helps a player get to another level. And, you know, mm-hmm. I think Ja was one of those people. Um, I think he's going to be even better this year. Don't sleep on the Grizz. They brought in Steven Adams, adding more grit and grind to the Grizz, like some vintage grit. That's a Grizzly addition. Steven is just a solid post player. Like, I mean, I, I can't imagine any team he's played for has been unhappy with his play. He's been pretty consistent. Great player. I'm a huge fan of him. Like you said, John Morant last year was amazing, and that was a big stage to do that against Steph and them. Um, and, and also, you know, Brooks had like a really good playoff run. Yeah, this is, it's, 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 that was a playoff run that. We'll talk about the Mavericks later, but I think it's a great differentiator is that the role players stepped up in a way that proved them that they could, whereas in Dallas, Luka baby, Luka baby. Um, the seventh seed last year, probably not the seventh seed this coming year. The Los Angeles too. We'll talk about Luka. We'll get to Luka, but right now we're in LA. Right now we're talking Lakers. Right now we're talking 
the oldest show on turf. Right now, we're talking Carmelo Anthony. We're talking Trevor Ariza. We're talking Kent Bazemore. We're talking Anthony Davis. We're talking about talking in the band. I mean, geez. We're talking, bro, we're talking about Wayne Ellington. Still in the league. We're talking about Dwight Howard. Wesley Matthews. Russell Westbrook. The senior tour has arrived. I'm in. I'm all the way in. I hope Frank is on that uh, Kawhi rest plan for some of these people. Cause I am here for all of it. Of course you are. I'm a Georgia fan. You have to enjoy things while you have them. They're not going to last. <laughs> and judging yeah. by the knee quality on this team, it ain't going to last. But the trick for them is, like, that was crazy to me. If they play all of a top four seed, cancel Christmas. It's over. If they can get there relatively healthily, because, and we, we noticed this in the bubble, and of course the bubble had some skewed shooting stats, Anthony Davis shooting a career high in the bubble, possibly because he was in a fucking bubble. They've addressed those needs now. And Davis, your game can come inside some more. What's wild to me is that what we did see in the bubble, why they were successful beyond the apparitional shooting was, if I play defense and I get rebounds, I'm probably going to beat you. And say what you will, about the defense. I think schematically, Frank's going to have them in good position. Um, the, the spirit may be willing, the body may be weak some nights. I'm, but I I'm really <laughs> curious to see their offense. Really. I, and and I, what I, rotation I, they go with. I think this is going to end up being Miami. Because what does Russell Westbrook put up? Different version of Dwayne Wade at that point. Oh. Uh, if you get two penetrators, uh, uh, someone who can grab some boards and get two shooters out there, let's rock and roll. I think Miami is a bit of an overstatement. It's, it's a, I'm saying the mold. I'm not saying it's a, it's a equitable. It's not the same LeBron. It's sure as hell ain't Dwayne Wade. And Eddie Davis is not Chris Bosh. Like, I'm not making that comparison. I'm just saying – from the design, from a design perspective, okay, I see, okay. I see where their heads are. If I can get Anthony Davis to give me real minutes to five, we got something really special here. Big if, but I like the Carmelo edition at cheap. I like Russell Westbrook. Doing everything he could to come home. Have you heard the messiness behind this whole thing? Uh, with um, the Clippers? Yo, Kawhi. Filthy. Um, apparently, those who don't know, it's a great reporting by Ramona Shelburne of ESPN. Kawhi, when he was making the decision to come to LA, he got a call from Russ. It was like, hey, man, I'm from LA. I've always been trying to get home. I would love, you know, if there's a way for me to, us to play together, I would love to do that. Does Kawhi call him back? Nope. He calls Paul George and says, hey, man, your teammate's trying to get out of there. I'd rather play with you. And so it's been a two-year saga for Russ to get home. And I think this is a situation where people who have a certain viewpoint about Russ are going to think this is going to go one way. But those of us who pay attention, this man works, and all he cares about is winning. If you told him, uh, hey, we're playing with he's a dad. It didn't work in Houston. Yo, it didn't work in Houston with uh, Harden with anyone, with Chris Paul. With White, with Russ. Those are three guys who aren't famously easy to get along with, but there is a common denominator in all those factors. 
it, the common denominator is James Harden in his enabling ass GM. Um, say, uh, 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 why am I blanking on the uh, Daryl Morey? He's in Philly now. And well, if you want to know how the Philly thing is going, they signed Andre Drummond. You should Google Joel Embiid, Andre Drummond. They <laughs> do not get along famously. And so when I say that I'm mad that we idolize the nerd part of this, a lot of that's because the people part gets lost. And I just, we should do hard knocks to the Sixers if we can get that. Somehow. Oh my God, that, oh. I Portland Trailblazers. It is August 13th. How is Dame Lillard still a trailblazer? Free Dame. You can't send him to Miami anymore, which is always the rumor. Is it going to be? Is he going to Philly for Ben? I don't see why Portland would do that. Uh, I'm sorry. Portland's going to bottom out. It's over. It's over. They made the playoffs on the strength of Dame Lillard. The fact that he has been this loud about wanting to leave. And guess what? If I'm Chauncey Billups, I want Dame to leave. I need the weight of lowered expectations. I don't mm. – look, the West got better. The Trailblazers didn't. They stood a lot of path there, and I'm very nervous to see what's happening there. It's a lot of questions. Uh, the Mavericks, they re-signed Luka, which is all that really matters because that's all they really got. And you can point to Sterling Brown, and you can point – to um, um, Hardaway's kid, and that's fine. I get all that shit. You point to Chris up, should be X, Y, and Z. I'm telling you what he's not. A piece that you can win with. Luka Doncic making that money, and he's doing those things he does in the court, and he's going to be great, and he continues to be great. But this is a weak, weak, weak super around him. We saw it in the playoffs the last two years. Did you see a transaction occur that – Made you feel better about this. They re-signed Boban and Tim. And I like both those players. But if I'm Luka Doncic, I need more of a commitment from you that we're here to win. And not just somehow try to put out as many white people on the court at one time. I see you, Mark Cuban. You ain't slick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really see much of a different fate for the Mavericks this season. That's this is a team that has not been out of the first round of the playoffs since 2010. That was a long time ago. They got rid of Rick Carlisle. They brought in Jason Kidd. Jason uh, Kidd, who, like Chauncey Billups, mm -hmm. um, had a lot of their past swept under the rug for the sake of expediency in a playoff. From a media perspective, I get it on everyone's part. The, the reporters can ask too hard. The NBA can't push back too hard. They can't investigate too hard. I get it. I don't have to fucking like it. I don't have to say nothing about it. It's gross. It marginalizes people involved. And I invite anyone who is curious to Google the Chauncey Billups situation. The, the Jason Kidd one, we largely know about because they changed it at him during basketball games. Go Google the Chauncey Billups thing. It's worse than you think. It's worse than you remember. He's never answered for it. Clippers, Clippers, do you remember Mike? 
when the Clippers signed Kawhi and Paul George, and the world told the world told me that they were going to walk to a title, and I said, "Not so fast, my friend." And my best Lee Corso impression. And what happened, Mike? What happened two years in a row? Did these continue to fail to make a Western Conference final? No, they made it this year, right? I apologize. They did it. They made it Western Conference final, which is the furthest this franchise has ever been, and the furthest this franchise will ever go because Kawhi Leonard signed a four-year deal. To come back. <laughs> I was convinced he was going to do the one-on-one -one thing. I was convinced. Get 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 healthy on company time and then have a player option after that. Maybe he's oh. uh too hurt for that. that. So you this is our so if you've never heard us before, this is our running theory on Kawhi. He's so much more hurt than they tell us. He's so hurt, the NBA looked at his scans and okayed him not playing games in a truncated season. The league said, no, you're good. Sit with that. That's how bad his knees were before he got hurt in the playoffs. I think this team probably falls out of the top eight. Really? Look, man, I do you the believe playoff? in Harvey Dent? It ain't the playoffs. They brought back Reggie Jackson. It's a good signing. But then bringing back Brett Reggie Jackson probably is why uh, uh, Schroeder ended up with $5 million. Um, yeah, man, like what, what, what about this roster says we're going to be better? The lack of Kawhi Leonard? No. Mm -mm, no. I don't see it. Denver Nuggets. Next up. Reigning MVP. Obviously the greatest basketball player on the planet. Nikola Jokic. The model athlete. Who would have done real things in that playoff if Jamal Murray had been alive. I've been healthy. <laughs> like every yeah. time I watched them play, all I could think was, damn it, I wish Jamal Murray was here. <laughs> but and now we're gonna see the bounce back of a 24-year-old coming off an injury. I think he should be okay. I hope he's okay. Obviously, we always hope he's okay. Um, but the league the the conference around them, you're gonna bring running into a uh, Phoenix team that's got not just playoff legs, but confidence. You're dealing with a Lakers team that we just talked about. It's going to be a monster. You're talking about a very good Utah Jazz team. That's bringing most people, people back. It is. Whew. Yeah, it's, it's, it is. And while Denver's focused on getting their man healthy, which they should be, the other teams are focused on how do they get past Denver? How do we get past the healthy Denver? I think Denver, if they were healthy, probably wins the West outright. Oh, really? They definitely win the, they definitely win the regular season. They definitely win the most games in the West. They're not the three seed like they were this year. They're def, they were the one team that went down. Yeah, that's true. They, they ended up playing in the playoffs with point guards who started the season on 10 days. They were starting for them. It's going to be interesting. I think they're going to be obviously better, but the question is how much. Because I look at the Utah Jazz, and this is a squad that I think 
look, they're running it back. Hassan Whiteside, your mileage may vary. I think he can, if they limit what they ask him to do, he can be good. They brought in Rudy Gay, who, you know, again, I can't be over here touting the Lakers and call Rudy Gay old. I can't do that. So, you know, he's still got something to the take. Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles, as I love to hear him called. Donovan Mitchell, proving he's Donovan Mitchell. Like, I like this team. I like this uh, Jazz roster. Call me crazy. No, you're not crazy. I just not a fan of the Jazz. But they're pretty good on paper. And, you know. They're good on paper. Quinn Snyder's a good coach. I cannot believe they lost those four in a row to the Clippers. Yeah, um, me neither. That I, was it. That's a really bad look. That's a really bad last taste on out there. That's the only reason I'm not higher on them is because of that. Well, I mean, we'll see if it motivates them or if uh, it deflates them. The weight of expectation. Phoenix Suns, they won the West last year. They lost in six games to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. They brought back the guy who got all the credit for their success last year, Chris Paul. <laughs> okay, three time. I don't know if anyone noticed, but like every time anything could happen for the Suns, it was like, that's Chris Paul's coaching right there. Wait a second. Is it? Yeah. I thought Monty Williams, who should have been coach of the year, Tom Thibodeau was mediocre in New York. This man made gold in the desert. And you gave the trophy to Tibbs for shame on all of you. Um, I love this team. I love this team. I love them going into the final. I thought that that I think that there were uh those upfront injuries hurt them a lot more. Like losing Kaminsky against Giannis, it hurt you. And you can say it's Kaminsky, but I'm telling you, like, that size out there mattered. And him going down that way didn't help. Um, we've seen the explosiveness of campaign and watching him kind of emerge in the second half. This not second half, screen 27. Players usually peak out at 28, 29. But, man, I know people had kind of written him off. And it was an amazing playoff run for him. More than anything, it's a young team that gained a lot of confidence. And shoulder yep. heads high. And to come into the season with a bullseye on their chest that, I hate to say it, the experience of Chris Paul helped them navigate through. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see them? What about their coach, Epalm? What about their coach helping them navigate that? I said Coach Chris Paul. <laughs> And listen to this right now, guys. Devin Booker's a very good basketball player. He's a fantastic basketball player. Love watching him play. Stop with the K thing. Don't say it no more. Kobe? No. No. Don't say it. Donovan Mitchell, or excuse me, Devin Booker, I apologize, is how old? Devin Booker's 24. If he was Kobe, we would know by now. Also true. I watched him put up 10 points in game three. I seen it. So uh, I think they're going to be better. I think I think that they, and particularly Booker, even like watching him on Team USA, I think that they're going to be one of those teams that is going to be sharpened and hardened and improved by on the providence of the deep run. Same way I feel about the Hawks. But I think that bringing it back and keeping the core together is so important and allowing the team to grow and allowing the mature hand of a good coach keep his hand on the till. And 
I just want to point this out once again. There were four coaches in the uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, and three of them were black. Maybe we should have more black coaches. That sounds crazy to people who aren't listening, who aren't paying attention. But, uh, Mike, I think that makes a little bit of sense. How about you? Maybe too much sense. I don't know. I don't know. Too much sense. Mike, thank you for taking the time. Thank you for helping me kick off podcast. Do you have any parting words, possibly a a side bet for this year's over-enders you'd like to introduce? Oh, well, now I'm going to have to think on that. I will have something because that is too of an opportunity to pass up. But We'll have to record it in September because I'm potentially going to Vegas in October and can make some actionable action on these alleged side bets. <laughs> well, thank you for having me for Podcast Week. I hope everyone listens to all of Podcast Week. Uh, a lot more episodes to come, right? There are four more, actually, because you're going to kick us off. I'll tell you this. Um, also, give me a shot. Listen to me. I was on television podcast, um, Tape Don't Lie, uh, his first episode, talking offensive line play. If you think I'm nerdy on this podcast or on our MTR stuff, wait till you hear me talking about offensive line play for 48 minutes. <laughs> that is facts. I listened to it, and I have known this person for a long time, and <laughs> he nerded out to a level I had not really <laughs> heard before. So, yeah. I had, I had friends text me. I forgot you actually know about football. I was like, well, thanks, I think. So I'll take I'll take you back in the compliments in stride. That was your show. There is no outro. See you guys tomorrow. More Podcast Week.